The views and opinions expressed by individuals on the following program do not necessarily reflect those of the network, Guys Guy Radio, and its platforms. It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think, feel, and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights of the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. This week is no exception. This week we're going to talk about waking up, and it's not in the woke sense, it's about really waking up to what's going on out there in our world. We're going to talk about relationships with a skew towards relationships over 50. We're going to talk about communication. We're going to talk about uh, executive coaching and the value or sometimes lack of value there. But my special guest is Joni Lerner. She hosts the popular Wake Up with Joni podcast. I was recently a guest on her show. She's terrific. And we're going to just really chop it up about a number of topics that are relative to us boomer folks, particularly. Uh, and there's so many people out there looking for love over 50. You know, it's, it's amazing. And the issues, the issues they have are pretty much the same issues they have that younger people have when they're looking for love or trying to maintain their relationships. It just keeps going. And it's all based on people and how we treat each other. And things don't change that much. They change a lot in some ways, but in, overall, they don't change that much in that we're still having the same issues, particularly between men and women when it comes to communication and when it comes to relationships. I've been privy to be a frequent guest on uh, Second Act TV, which is a popular YouTube channel hosted by my friend Silke Schwarzkopf, and she's been on our show a number of times, as you know. And we have helped so many people out there in terms of at least having a forum, a platform to talk about some of the challenges that people uh, have in relationships. And one of the things I've learned is that it doesn't matter what age you are, the basics of communication and looking for a partner and then maintaining relationships don't change that much regardless of what age you are. There's maybe some different terms that people use and there's, uh, you know, there's different technology, but basically it ter- t- comes down to two people, whether it's a guy and a gal or a he and a they and a her or uh, two women and two guys. It doesn't matter. It's all about communication between people. We're all human. And that's what we're really all about here on Guys Guys Radio, treating people the right way, listening to what other people have to say, doing our best not to be judgmental, looking for the right qualities in relationships. And it's a challenge because, as I, as I keep saying, things don't change that much about Ten years ago now, I wrote my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, which is about relationships, really. It's a rom-com, and it's been called The Male Successor to Sex in the City, and it's, it's really about relationships and communication and the lack of. And I wrote the book. One of the reasons why was I was inspired because I thought there was this huge chasm of communication between men and women looking for love. And since the book came out, I think the chasm has grown even wider. So I'm going to be interviewing a number of uh, relationship experts, most of them uh, women, and uh, we're going to be talking about their perspective, and I'm going to give my perspective on 
relationships. And we're going to skew it a bit to those over 50 uh, because they seem to be having a lot of issues. And there's a lot of single people over 50, whether they're widowed or widowers or divorced or single, never got married or never settled down with anyone. And it's understandable. And ultimately, it seems to me, from my experience and talking to so many of these people and so many of these relationship experts, that everybody's looking for love and they're looking for a connection. And it's very challenging sometimes to, to get there. So we're going to do that on Guys Guys Radio with Joni Lerner. So stick with us. It's Guys Guy Radio. Okay, Guys Guys Radio. It's the radio portion of our show. And we've got a special guest today. I'm going to tell you about her in a moment. But we're going to talk about relationships. There's all types of relationships that we deal with every day in life, whether it's personal, romantic, business. There's just everywhere and everything has to do with relationships. So I have no better guest to bring on than Joni Lerner. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She's a certified executive leadership coach. She's got a degree in metaphysical counseling. I'm going to ask her about that. And she's the host of the powerful Wake Up. With Joni Podcast, her passion is empowering people to live their most alive lives. So she's very in sync with what we do here on Guys Guys Radio. Uh, she's an expert in both corporate leadership coaching, as well as private strategic life coaching for both her generation, as well as young leaders in the world. Her mission is to inspire all of her clients to wake up to their true potential. I've been on her show. She's fantastic. And we have a good connection. And I'm so pleased that she's joining us for the first time on Guys Guys Radio. So welcome, Joni Lerner. Hi, thank you so much. What a great intro. <laughs> like, I want to coach with her. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. I think people want to get to know you, Joni, uh, as sure. I have, and I really am impressed and I really like you as an individual. You're real and you're authentic and you have great insights and you have a terrific speaking voice too. So uh, okay. I think we'll we'll make some good music here. So tell us a little bit about, for the benefit of our listeners and our viewers who who are not that familiar with you and your work yet, Tell us a little bit about your journey that led you to where you what you're doing now, which is coaching and also also hosting Wake Up with Joni. You had some personal challenges of your own you had to get through, as we all do, and that makes us better teachers, if you will. Uh, are you comfortable talking about what were they and how did you overcome your own challenges? And then did you use a coach during that time frame? So, yeah. so talk, talk to us, Joni. All right. <laughs> Let's start at the beginning. So I actually uh, had a... My friend calls it, I, I, let me put it this way. My friend of 40 years, I said something about the parenting from my childhood. And she goes, oh, honey, you had no parents. You were raised by wolves. And I thought for a minute, I thought, well, that's kind of a compliment. But I, the first awakening, if you will, happened in my 20s. And I did an emotional uh, intelligence training back then. It was the first time I realized, one, I could make a difference. Two, I had a choice in my life. And I had, so I had mentors there. And that was really important. It changed the trajectory, literally, of my life. Now, fast forward about 15 years, a little more than that later, I had two horseback riding accidents. Five people close to me in my life died. My daughter was going through a very difficult adolescence. My mother had fallen and she was dying. I mean, so on and so forth. Oh, and by the way, it was around 2008, 2010, 2011. So now we have the financial crisis also. Everything about my life exploded and imploded all at the same time. And at one point, 
I had to ask myself, is this how I want to live the last 30 or 35 years of my life? Is this, is this, is that all there is? You know that song? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> let's keep dancing. Okay. I had to make a decision, but first I had to wake up to what was going on in my life and then make a decision about how do I want to go forward? So at that point, I, I hit it with a spiritual shotgun. I always say I got a trainer. I, I, oh, by the way, in that, that morass, that uh, quagmire emotionally, I gained a hundred pounds. So I went from a size six, eight to like a size 24. And and it, (laughs) it is a weird experience because people don't even recognize you and you don't know where you're your boundaries are. You're walking to a restaurant and and you're knocking into chairs. It was it was as if I was in somebody else's body, you know. So I had to imagine taking a zipper at my throat and just unzipping the fat suit. And so it had. Go was ahead. The tr- was the trigger for this the uh, the accident with uh, of the horse, or was that one of many? But was there one main kind of inciting incident that pulled this all together? When you asked yourself, "Who am I? What's going on?" Maybe this is a wake-up call for me. I have to uh, do something about this. Was it all of these things at the same time, around the same time frame? Or was one of those things really stood out that gave you the who am I kind of moment? You know, that's an extraordinary question because no one's ever asked me that. I always just say, here are the many things, which seems to be enough. But here's the thing. Yes, it was my husband saying, you know, I don't think I want to be married anymore. And this was two days after my mother died. And it, wow. it was this, Yikes. yeah, yeah. but he's a really good, kind man. It wasn't like he was trying to load on. And, and, and this was a man that I never in my entire life thought would leave me, you know? Um, he used to call us lobsters. So lobsters mate for life. And it triggered, I thought, oh my gosh, if this guy is saying I can't do this, then I need to really, I need to really do something about this. That's when I got my um, leadership certification. That's when I began to look at getting the trainer, getting a therapist. I even did EMDR. So did I have a, a coach? What, what is that EMDR? Oh, that's an extra, if you, everybody has trauma in their lives. And when I say that, what I mean is if you're two years old and you reach up and, and mama doesn't pick you up, that's, that's a trauma. Then you have people who, who, experience accidents or abuse or and so there are levels of trauma uh, what is EM, emdr what does it stand for those four, four letters it it oh yeah it, it has to do with gosh it must be emotional something or other okay yeah, it i didn't is, mean that but, i wasn't trying to put you on the spot i was just curious <laughs> well it is a therapeutic okay use like a, a, you have to go to a therapist who does this very specific thing and what it does is it it realigns or um, reconnects the two hemispheres of your brain. So how it was explained to me, and this is important, so I'll just explain really quickly, is like with the trauma, your, your brain kind of goes offline. And so instead of having all the files in the office, in the filing cabinets, they're in the hallway. And so we're tripping over those. I was tripping over those. So when I say when it's hysterical, it's historical. That means that if I'm reacting really violently to something emotionally, that means that it's, there's a trigger, probably a trauma in the past. So, so what EMDR does is it helps refile everything in the proper place. Got it. Remarkable. 
Yeah. Okay. So how long from, uh, so you start to get the realization that I got to fix things. And then you got the pile on from your husband unintentionally, as you say, how long did it take you to kind of, uh, make your move and, and get yourself back on your feet again and say, okay, now I got it. So like four or five months where I really began to actively proactively do something about it. And, and, I feel like I want to defend him because he was such a kind, he is such a kind man. Um, he doesn't even remember having the conversation. So maybe I misheard what he was saying, <laughs> but it lit a fire under me. Now, is this uh, somebody you're married to now? or was No, no, we were past? married 28, 29 okay. years. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. And we, we did do couples counseling. We did Got We it. did a lot to try and save that marriage. But sometimes... The contract is just done. So it was done. And uh, where did you study coaching? How did you get your coaching chops? Because kind of what I want to, I like to talk about coaching a little bit because there's so many people, coach, there's so many coaches now and it's a good thing. And there's so many people who are looking for coaches and it's just, and you know, we want to help people and you yeah. can get certified and be a coach or, or not or whatever. So how did you get trained? What was your training for coaching and what was your main takeaway? from that? Was it like, oh, I really needed to be trained to do this, or it's a common sense thing, or tell us about it, or is are there different schools of coaching that you considered, or yeah. tell, tell us about coaching? Well, there are- So many uh, people are considering, excuse me, I'm sorry, so many people consider coaching, uh, going into coaching, or going, working with a coach, and mm -hmm. it's exploding business right now. So tell us about your kind of path in there. Yeah, it's been exploding for a long time. And I think people do need to be certified or have some some kind of training because, yes, we have life experience. We don't discount that at all. Like everything that I do in my coaching is an, is a, an, a from the trajectory of my life. It's everything I've ever experienced, really, starting with the emotional intelligence trainings. And then uh, I got sober 38 years ago. And so there's that 12-step journey and mentoring people in that for 30 years. And then um, you can, there is a higher echelon of uh, certification, a um, federation of some kind uh, that takes longer to do. Mine was, I think, only five, five months or something like that. Uh, but then I continued to educate myself. So we were talking about reading books. Like right now, I'm. I just started. I don't. Can you see that? Um, Gabor Mate, myth of the myth of normal. I'm constantly educating myself. Got it. Speaking of well, which, plus go your, ahead. We, plus from your, your interviews, of course. So, um, mm -hmm. I mean, it's an education. Being a podcast host, um, I've, I'm interviewed. I counted them up, like 750 people. They're all thought leaders, including yourself. And what happens is you get this education. They're specialized in one area, but mm -hmm. you get to speak to hundreds of people and really pull from them and kind of build your, I don't want to say game, but your practice in terms of really having a good sense as to what's important, what isn't, what do people really know? What can they share? Are there consistencies? It's like you look at religions around the world. They're different, but they're not that different in a lot of ways. It's they're organized religions, whereas mm -hmm. the metaphysical and spiritual aspect is a whole other ball of wax there where there's some things that are consistent and there are other things that aren't. And it, it, it ultimately comes down to people making choices all the time. Yes, yes, yes. And I never, ever present anything as truth or that this is the light in the way or this is what you have to do. And the truth is what you just said is brilliant. 
because every single guest that came on, I got to say, okay, that makes sense to me. I'm going to incorporate that into what I'm doing. I have, I've leveled up, leveled up, leveled up, leveled up. And that's how I approach coaching because it, people don't come to me broken. They come to me with something that they want to fine tune. They want to enhance. They want to stop doing. They want to start doing whatever it is. I approach it as what's the whole person? What's going on in life? I think the medical community should be doing this as well because we are a whole being physical, mental, spiritual, and etheric. So it's interesting. Yeah, totally agree. We could go down a deep rabbit hole there, but you know, your, 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 your allopathic doctor doesn't tell you like what foods to eat. And there's just, it's everything is so compartmentalized and Mm -hmm. that you really have to, you have to be, as a patient, you have to really be responsible for your health preventative because the way the system works Mm -hmm. is it's like when you bring your car in. You bring your car in for a checkup and then they do some stuff, but you have to take care of your vehicle while you have it. Like if you just never change the, you know, if you don't bother changing the oil, you're going to have problems over time. I'm not saying exactly how many miles, but self-maintenance is important. So Joni and my special guest, once again, is Joni Lair Lerner. Uh, She's an executive coach and she also hosts the Wake Up With Joni podcast. We're talking about relationships today. So when people come to you, what is the... uh, consistent do you find that there's certain things that like oh another one of those that comes along where people uh, nowadays in our culture have similar issues i know obviously oh. things are fragmented but there must be some commonalities that you hear wow people are really stressed about money or relationships and it seems like everything's so difficult nowadays yes what a, you're really good at this robert <laughs> <laughs> anyway try oh, I want to just answer the last part of your last question before I forget. Yes, I had a coach. The the man that I'm with now, we've been together for five years. He is an executive coach also, a life coach also, and a shaman. So we're, we're talking 30 years of, of uh, education and learning from him that I am just absorbing like a sponge. So And that took me to another level. Now, to answer your next question, absolutely. Anxiety, stress. And living in victimhood, fear, and control. So I want to break that down a little bit, if that's okay with please, you. Please, please. Okay. All right. So so all of control, underneath all of control, us trying to control situations, people, things, is about fear. Fear that I'm not going to be taken care of. Fear that I'm not going to get what I need. Fear that something bad's going to happen. I'm going to control. And we do this with our children, too. I'm going to control them so that I feel okay. I need you to act a certain way so that I don't get triggered. I need you to act a certain way so that I feel okay in my own skin. So it, it all comes down to becoming whole, period, as a human being, becoming whole and healed within yourself. And that's, that's a huge part of relationships because most people, and here's another one, they're looking for a relationship or a situation or a thing to make them happy. So they're looking for something outside of themselves to somehow make them happy. And that's situational and it's going to change. And that person's going to leave or, or that car is going to get uh, crashed or whatever happens. Those things outside of us, they change. Everything's changed. So in science, right, the only consistent is that things change, okay. right? So if we're trying to keep everything the same and control everything, it's out of fear. And so we go to that. What is true? 
and here's the the other part about being a victim. We make ourselves victims by telling a story about what's happened. So our pers- we can shift our perception so easily once we wake up to this, you know, and change our entire experience of life. That's what coaching is to me. Got it. Okay, let's talk about the three different types of relationships and how do you deal with them. So the first relationships, let's talk about the romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. I just did a segment uh, that hasn't aired yet with our friend Silka on Second Act TV about kind of how to keep the fires burning when you're over 50. And that doesn't mean just from intimacy standpoint, but how to keep things going. You mentioned earlier that you had come to a point where the contract was over between you and your your ex. what are some of the issues nowadays that people are facing in, in relationships under 50 and over 50? Let me give you a little uh, background from my perspective in that I was inspired to write my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, because I saw a growing chasm in communication between men and women. I think that gap, so I want to put the men's point of view there for women in the book. And now I think that the chasm has even grown further away Mm. from each other. And I think the issue may have been that men were using the mind and women were using the heart. And that's why the communication was misfiring. I actually think now that it's going the opposite way, that women, because of their success in the workplace, well-deserved and their achievements and recognition, are using more of the mental and men are starting to get in touch with the heart space. And it's created even more chaos because now they're not sure what their roles are. Because mm. many times I've talked to uh, relationship coaches and they'll say, who, who work with women, and they'll say, the biggest problem we have is turning the type A personality from our women clients off when they're dealing with relationships. Because what's happening is they're telling the guy what to do and the guy's putting his hands behind his head and saying, okay. And and then the woman is unhappy, and then the guy is not sure what's going on. But he, you know, men are just they're like lions sometimes, and we'll we'll just do it. It's easier just to go along with the program. But it's it's a misdirection, it's a miscommunication, and it seems like the gap is getting gotten wider. Talk to me, Joni. Well, no, this is fascinating to me because as I think we might might have touched on this a little bit. So within each of us, we have the masculine and the feminine divine, right? Um, And men have been asked, so there's a whole toxic masculinity thing. Well, what's happened is as women have have stepped into these powerful positions and stepped into, they've used a masculine power. That's the the thing you're talking about turning off when they go home at night Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So they're using that that masculine toxicity (laughs) um, concept in what they're doing, because that's, that's the model. So they started showing up in suits and they started, you know, being controlled. The, the shoulder pads, right? Yeah, yeah, the whole thing. That's that. Well, even birth control was probably the biggest trigger to open up things in a positive way for women because they got power from that, right? Birth control changed a lot. Yeah, well, I think uh, Gloria Steinem changed a lot, that whole movement. And so there is a, there's always a pendulum swing. So I think what has to happen is the the man needs to understand what a healthy masculinity is and step into that. And the woman has to step because if she's in her masculine and she's taking up all the masculine space, there's no that's like you said, put the hand behind the, the head. There's no space for him to be his fully empowered 
you know, masculine self. So, so, and I, and honestly, I personally had to deal with this because what happens was when we have children, we become the mother and then I began to control everything. And so there was no space for my husband. To, he just went and worked. He worked his butt off, the, my, my ex-husband. Um, and so I had to understand the two of us couldn't undo what we had done together. It wasn't him. It wasn't me. So it, each of us has sort of 100% responsibility in the relationship. But we couldn't undo or fix that. We, we tried. So now the coming into, fast forward, my new relationship, I want a man. I want a man who is in his masculine power. Well, what that means is that I've got to let him do that. So he has all these systems. You know, he has all these things and he knows how to do these things. And, I'm, and I want to weigh in on everything. And what I realized is that was me trying to control. Mm-hmm. So I had to step back and go, okay, yeah. You want to move the rock there? Move the rock there. You want to tie the tree that way? Tie the tree that way. And then let him realize he needs to move the stake out another three feet. Rather than say, what do you think maybe? So I think there's a, there's, it's a very, um, it's a hot button topic, the whole masculine thing. And the truth is, I love men. And I love women. I just love people. Right. I just want them to be themselves. And in this, it comes back to the wholeness. How do how do you heal yourself? Because in healing yourself, that's how you heal the world. Like, how do we how do we fix what's going on? Heal yourself. Find the balance. Find the connection to the divine self. That's a little woo woo. But there you go. I I agree a thousand percent. Let's let's stay with the uh, relationship thing between Mm -hmm. couples and finding cup, finding love, if you will. I was on a panel the other day and there was a whole bunch of ladies on there. And I was like the one guy and the two other panelists were women and the moderator was a woman. And they kept coming like, you're the guy. What do you have to say? And I was listening and listening and listening. And it seemed to me what I said, and tell me what you think, is that a lot of times with the women looking for the guys, they, they'll go and do the checklist and say, well, he has all these exterior things. So he fits all that stuff. But they don't ask themselves, yet they're unhappy. And a couple of the women in the chat room said, I realize my man we're, my man is emotionally unavailable. We've been at, together for three years. I'm like, wow, that took, that took a while. So <laughs> my suggestion was what I got a lot of like everything stopped in a good way was I said, have you ever asked yourself, how do you feel about being with somebody in terms of dating? Start out with, how does it feel to have this conversation? How do I feel about this person? You go to the deli, you buy a sandwich. How do you feel about the person behind the counter who made you the sandwich? We, I don't think we're doing a good enough job t- tapping into our heart space and maybe, and particularly with women, because it might be they don't feel that they've been validated from their past growing up or whatever, that, and they're not trusting their heart. So they're looking for, they're in a type A situation at work where they've got to fix things. I got to make it happen. I can do this. They get into relationships and say the same thing. I can fix him. I got to do this. I'm going to make it work instead of, how do I feel about this guy? How does he make me feel? People are asking me like, what about uh, his emotional availability and all that? I said, well, if, if, if somebody's responsive and they said, well, can we ask questions like, 
how do you feel about being triggered? I'm like, no, that's not a good question to ask somebody because it puts them on the defensive. But how do you feel when you're with this person? Talk to me, Joni. So, okay, absolutely. Here's here's the piece that I would have added to what you said, which is where's the mirror? If he's emotionally unavailable, where are you emotionally unavailable? What is it about who you are in the world that attracted that man into here? And what do you have to heal? Right. So the mirror concept is, is fascinating. If we're judging somebody because they they, you know, they think they're all that. Well, where do you think you're all that? Where is your ego doing that? So, again, it always comes back to healing self. But, yes, you're absolutely right. So we overthink a lot in this particular society. We overthink, overthink, overthink. So you've got your type A, as you said, and they're in their head thinking. So our reality exists because we think we have these thoughts. Now, the thoughts came from family, society, past, books, whatever it is. Now, where you make a decision is not in your head. As you said, they've got to drop down into their heart space. So the brain, fabulous instrument. Love my brain, right? But where the power is for me is my heart center. And that's just who I am. So there are four directions in shamanism, for example. The East is about clarity. The West is about heart. Guess where I live? That's where I was born. So what that means is then I need to work on where do I draw power? So that's the, the South. And then the North is about strength. So we each come into, I have one of my clients is just power. No, she's strength, 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 just muscles through. And, and getting her to drop down into the hard space and value that space has been an interesting challenge for me. Right? So the balance is critical. So and do you, yes. Do you find, Joni, that uh, some of the, the the female clients that you work with uh, sometimes have that issue where it's hard to like turn the dial when they get into their personal relationships versus their work mode where they have to be make it work? And yeah. with the relationships, they have to drop into that, as you said, into that hard space. Right. So most type A women, um, they're uh, they're um, in the dominant uh, quadrant of the disc, for example. And what they have to learn is empathy. One. Two, is that what I tell these people and everyone I work with in the corporate world, it's a high, you know, a high echelon of leadership or C-suite people. So at the end of the day, you turn everything off and you say it's good enough. Because along with a type A, goes the perfectionism stuff. With the perfectionism stuff goes the judgment stuff. So now she's judging her man or she's judging herself. And that's usually where it starts is that self-talk stuff, the negativity. So there's so many pieces, so many nuggets in what we're saying right now uh, that you're eliciting. But that mm -hmm. let's let's go back to that notion of women looking for a guy. And Mm -hmm. they're looking and they're saying, okay, he's got the job, he's got the car, he's got the house, he's got you know, all of these, you know, the checklist, but they don't ask themselves, how does he make me feel? Even like when I'm talking with him, hanging out with him, do I feel good about being in his presence? Or is it just, well, he's got to work on that. Do they even, do you find that women are even checking in with themselves to say, how do I feel about this? Or is it, is it, are we in a position? Because I've been on a lot of online dates and it's like, I know this is the interview now and it's all about the checks. And it's not about how do we feel about just talking and hanging out together? How do how do we feel? 
There's okay, not enough so you, feeling. There's more thinking going on. Okay, so so emotional intelligence, the 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 um, tenets of that are emotional awareness, like self awareness, and then self regulation. Those are the top two, and then empathy and goals and all that. But the top two, emotional awareness. And then self-regulation. So I'm aware that this guy is triggering me. What's going on? Oh, that's not even about him. It's this old, you know, the old relationship that I had. So we're talking emotional intelligence, which means awareness. So maybe they're not aware. You know, God bless them. Not everyone's going to wake up in this lifetime. It's just not going to happen. So you get to, as a man, you get to go, wow, she's not on this the same level um, in terms of emotional availability or uh, self-awareness or self-regulation. She's just on this the tracks. Do you find that, that, that now that part of that emotional availability, that it's been all about the men, that now it's also about the women? I see what you're asking me. Yes. Yes. But it's still about the men. Okay. It's still about both need to become more heart-centered or more connected, more self-aware. More, as you said, how's this person making me feel? That's incredible. Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. says, don't ask your uh, spouse, your husband, your wife, uh, you know, um, how are you today? Ask her or him, who are you today? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So in other words, what we do is, so if we're talking about old, you know, relationships being together um, for a very, very long time, and you were talking about how to keep them fresh, be curious. Who are you today? You know, let's plan something really cool. Let's go on an adventure. Let's try hiking. Let's try uh, laying here and staring at the stars. Let's let's take it and let's dial it up a notch. Mm-hmm. When you're in a relationship, so as we shift it over into like, okay, now you're in a relationship, long-term relationships, and they can run out, the contract can run out. To me, it seems like not just let's do something together, but both people, both people in the relationship having working on themselves separately that can bring more to the table. Like I learned how to golf. I'll bring you to the driving range or I learned how to speak Spanish. Let's talk, let's practice it. Something where it's not just, you have to force doing stuff together, but if you develop yourselves as individuals, there'll be more to bring to the table in the relationship. What do you think, Joni? Yeah, definitely. It makes you more interesting, right? When I did the metaphysical counseling degree in the very beginning, it said, uh, if you're in a relationship, beware, because you are going to change. You are going to basically go next level. And if your partner isn't willing to work on themselves or or keep up with you or at least support and, ex- you know, whatever, you may lose the relationship. And at that point, the relationship was pretty much lost. So I wasn't really worried, but I didn't have the um, consciousness or the awareness or the tools to fix and or end. Mm-hmm. that relationship in, in that moment. So it, I kind of uh, went on a different that's okay. uh, tact there. Mm-hmm. But we're, all t- we're talking about the same thing, which is like these long-term relationships and the, some of the things that can happen. And it was interesting also about a lot of questions came out of this forum I was on the other day about how to like, how to get, find out how guys feel about things. And, you know, it's, it's to me, it's simple. It's as simple as asking some, ask Find out if you want to get them talking, if you want to get a guy talking, find out what he's passionate about and go along with it. Maybe he's passionate about the Lakers or, or whatever. So talk about basketball for a little bit and see if you can shift that into something else. But at least you've got him talking about something that he feels passion. 
my contention has always been, Joni, that men, usually, if they don't say too much, that means they're fairly happy with the relationship. I know you mentioned that your your husband, your ex kind of blindsided you. And I found that it usually comes from the woman where a woman's bringing up a lot of issues over time in her own way. And she mm-hmm. thinks the guy hears him her and he mm-hmm. n- might not. Mm-hmm. Whose fault that is, it's probably a combination. But ultimately, she just said, that's it. And a lot of guys get blindsided and they say, wow, because the way men operate is if they have an issue, they bring it up. They hear out their partner. They agree or disagree, and then they go about their merry way. Maybe that'll be a deal breaker for them, maybe not, but they don't do the deep, deep, deep dive that sometimes the ladies like to do to keep, you know, keep at a certain point, guys are like, I don't have any other angles to discuss this issue on. That's just how men are wired. And women can go further and further and deeper and deeper. And to me, a lot of times the women I heard, they didn't know how to kind of get the guys out there talking about things. And it seems like you know, again, if you find their passions, you can open them up. If they have it, you can find out what's bothering them. You can find out what they want to do. One woman, uh, she had moved to like Delray, Delray, Florida and said, all the guys here, it's like, I have my money and I have my boat and, you know, I just want to have sex with you. And, you know, uh, how do I get a conversation with them beyond that? And I said, well, why don't you say, hey, uh, it seems like you've done it all. What's next for you? What are you interested in doing now? What do your next five years look like? What are you passionate about? What are some of your dreams? These open-ended things to get them to open up so it's not just about, I've got this, I've got that, and here's what I want from you. Mm-hmm. That's very transactional. Like, yeah, very exactly transactional. Yeah. How, do, how, do, how do people get past the transactional aspects of it when they're looking for a partner or when they're in a long-term relationship and it becomes kind of a tit-for-tat thing to keep each other happy. Right, right. So communication is critical, absolutely critical. And one of the most extraordinary things that a person can do for another human being is listen to them, listen to them, not wait until they can get their, their little nugget in there and not wait to make them wrong or whatever it is. Really listen to the person. Let's say they're just starting to date. You know, really listen to what what this man is saying. I was at a party the other night, and uh, the guy I said, uh, "What's what? What do you like to do? What are your hobbies?" And he said, "I love." Now, this is a brilliant, very intellectual analyzing man. He said, "I love dirt racing, car racing," and I, I'm like, well, "What does that mean, dirt?" So he, I said, "Here's what I said to him was." What do you love about it? That question, male or female, what do yeah, you love about question. it? I'm a, I'm a golfer. What do you love about it? And he said to me, well, the dirt, every time they go around, the dirt changes. So the track changes. So the trajectory changes and the challenge changes. And it, it was like a chess game to him. So what do you love about that? Um, and so I just want to, again, my ex-husband did feel blindsided when four years later I said, it's, I'm done, you know, as kindly and as lovingly as I could. I, I went to therapists. I went to, you know, I did everything that I could. We did that, blah, blah. He felt blindsided. So what a great point that you're making. Um, I think finding communication tools where you can actually say to the person, I, I said to my current person, having learned things, how how can I make you happier? 
how are you, uh, is there anything I can do? That's what it was. Is there anything I can do differently uh, for your happiness? Now, again, I can't make him happy. He knows that and, and et cetera. But he said, I've never had anyone ask me that before. Because here's, here's the deal. This is really critical. We came here on planet Earth to love, not to get love. So now we're back to the transactional thing. If I'm here to get love from you, well, you know, what, you know, what, are, what are you, a Pez dispenser? <laughs> so, you know, I came here to love. I came here to share. I came here to, to make a difference in any way I can. I, came, I didn't know any of that until way later in life, until after the dark night of the soul and the thing that I described in the beginning of the conversation. Got it. Um, so, you, you work with, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, separate subject, but I want to make sure we have a little bit of time to cover that. And then, then I want to get into your kind of basic ways of improving all relationships. But we didn't talk about the corporate yet. What do you find from a relationship standpoint and some of the communication issues that are happening in the corporate workplace now that you work on? Oh, well, now we've got a lot of remote. So there's, you, you, you don't have the same cues. You don't have the same connection. You don't have the same um, camaraderie. Uh, the company that we worked with last year did some offsites in a leadership program, and they really were committed to their people, and they got it. And they became um, listeners of each other, supporters of each other, as opposed to cover your butt and where's mine? Me, me, me. Now, that's transactional also. How, how do I contribute to the team? How do I contribute to the company as a whole, the organization? And then what's true is that the way I coach is um, it's pretty deep. I'll go in and under depending on the person. Now, some of these corporate people who are incredibly successful have never done anything like this before in their lives, but they're being gifted this by the company. So they're like, okay, fine, I'll do it, you know, and then they coach and they're like, oh my God, one, I had no idea because how's your life at home? How's your family? How's parenting? How's, how's your work balance? How's your self-care? And we go through all of it. Did I answer your question? Yeah. When you okay. contact the companies as a coach, mm -hmm. do you go to the HR or the department heads or how do you, how do you do that? I have had the blessing of working with two extraordinary uh, coaches. The, the, the man that I worked with recently, uh, Hallett Leadership. So Dean Hallett was the CFO of Fox Studios for a couple of decades. Before that, he was the CFO at Disney. Well, he had somebody... Uh, working with him and uh, Jack Swizzig, in, who's also been on my podcast. And we did the leadership, which I didn't, I, the point, <laughs> the upshot is I've never had to contact. Jack did okay, the okay. first, and okay. then we traveled the world doing the leadership. Mm -hmm. And then Dean has finds the people. Awesome. And then we, yeah. So okay. very okay. blessed that way. Okay. Uh, let's get to, because we're getting tight on time. You have a kind of a core basis of seven ways to improve all relationships. And once again, my special guest is Joni Lerner, the host of the Wake Up Joni with Joni podcast all over the world. <laughs> That's true. Um, okay. So seven, seven ways to improve your relationships, whether it's at home or at work or what have you. We already talked about one, which is communication. And one of the key components is listening. And then, and then communicating, not passive aggressively, not uh, with, you know, 
cruelty, verbal cruelty, once it's out, you can't, you can't take that back. So if you are a person who gets really angry and just sort of has logaria and you verbally dump over people, you might get, want to get some coaching or some therapy or something to, to help fine tune that. But that tells me that that person's in fear. Something about the relationship is, is causing them fear and that's how they're reacting. So you want to, you want to ask yourself these questions. What are you afraid of? And what do I really want to happen right now in this conversation? And sometimes you need to say, I'm getting triggered. I'm going to come back in about half an hour. I love you, okay, if, if it's a romantic relationship. But I'm, I am not, I, like, I'm offline. My limbic system is really active right now. I'm not at my prefrontal cortex where I can actually think about things. So let me, let me come back to you. So communication is key. Um, we talked about uh, adventure. So having a sense of curiosity, really critical. Be curious about your partner. Now we can talk about not only new relationships, but old relationships. Continue to be curious about them. Stop going, oh, I know who he is. I know what he does. And it's the same old, same old, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's not very exciting. And it's certainly not going to um, sexually arouse anyone or romantically, uh, you know, um, support the relationship. So be curious. You know, what do you want to do now? Like you were saying, what, what, what do you, how do you envision our, relationship in a year. Can we get an RV? Can we buy a house on the mountain? That's what we did. <laughs> so be curious. Um, the podcast is called Wake Up with Joni. The reason it's called Wake Up is because and this is the third one, which is awareness. Become aware. Become aware of your, uh, how much of you are, is living in the past? How much of you are, are you putting your, your person in a box? You know? Um, they can't get out of the box if you stick them in there. Be curious about and, and wake up to who you are, who they are, and where do you want to go together, you know, as a, as, a, as a partnership. Freedom. So we want freedom, but we want security. But we want freedom, but we want security. Right. That's part of the human condition, right? So how do you create freedom within the relationship? <clears throat> so... Maybe it's learning how to paint or learning a new skill, as you said, or maybe each of you go off and do something new and you come back and you talk about it. So there's realizing that coming together in relationship is not a loss of freedom. It is, it is the end of an old way. I was single and now I'm a partner. Ooh, this is exciting. How, how is this going to unfold? Commitment. Commitment. That's the probably the fourth one. Uh, I, and I, yes, commitment to each other, but commitment to yourself. What is your commitment to your health? What is your commitment to your communication? What is your commitment to the, the your experience of life? If you if you're committed to learning how to be joyful, that's incredibly powerful. So um, healing. So what happens is in the blush of relationship. Everything's all fine and pink cloudy and everything's terrific. And then once you get that security piece, the old wounds begin to surface. So healing is another piece of having really healthy relationships, your own healing. Make sense? Got it. Okay. Okay. All right. You have any more? I don't want to cut you off, but um, we're, getting, we're getting tight. Okay. 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 Uh, nope. That's it. Okay. That's, <laughs> All right. All right. Just release release people from, <clears throat> from the box. That's it. 
Got it. Okay. Wake Up with Joni is the name of the podcast. My special guest, Joni Lerner. Fantastic job. We'll see you again here, I hope. And uh, in the meantime, please tell everybody where they can learn more about you and find your work. Okay. So wakeupwithjoni.com. You can email me at wakeupwithjoni at gmail.com or Instagram at wakeupwithjoni. Pretty uniform. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, great job. Great seeing you again, Joni, and all the best. And thanks for being on Guys Guys Radio. My pleasure. Thank you for all you do. It's Guys Guy Radio. Okay. A terrific conversation with Joni Lerner. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio, Joni Lerner. She's terrific. And again, her podcast is Wake Up with Joni. And we talked about a lot of things. We talked about uh, executive coaching, uh, whether it's on a personal level or at a corporate level, and uh, is how much value is there and how to find the right value. And we talked about relationships and communication. And it all comes down to the same thing, really listening, being open-minded and not being judgmental and, and having, making room in your heart for somebody else to come in if you want to have a relationship. And it seems that the same mistakes are made over and over again by people who are looking for love uh, in that they, they have too many demands. They're, they're not looking enough at themselves as to what, how do I feel, what do I have to offer, what do I want, and what are the main values that are important. And, uh, and again, a lot of times we dance around the outside where we're looking for a relationship and we're sizing up and qualifying a partner as we would a business transaction or a sales lead, and we say, oh, they have all of this stuff, but we don't really, and we think we can make it work because of that. Maybe they have the right car, and the right job, and the right home, and the right amount of money, and etc. but do you enjoy your time with them? How does this person make me feel? Those are the questions we have to ask ourselves when we're dealing with uh, people. How does this person make me feel? How do I feel about this person? How do I feel when I hang around with them. And that's, you know, for relationships, that's huge because I can tell you somebody who is a success story in that I met my wife on match.com. She winked at me 14 years ago. <laughs> now we're married. We have a 10 year old son is that you're going to spend a lot of time together and you got to feel comfortable and good about the other person. And regardless of that, they all, if they have all the check marks, you got to really feel good about the other person. And, you know, think about your friends. The ones you hang out with are the ones that you feel good about. The ones you don't hang out with, they don't make you feel good. So it's as simple as that. So Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday evening on KCAA Radio in Southern California, 106.5 FM, 1050 AM. The show is rebroadcast on KCAA every Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. They also have all of their own streaming. You can stream, you can listen live, you can download. Our podcast, uh, YouTube and Rumble, and we call it YouTube and Rumble, which is the video portion of our show. It's the interview. You can catch them on what we call Guys Guys TV. And uh, you can also use my name if you want to find the show, just Robert Manny, Guys Guys TV. And um, we we launch those every Thursday, the next day after we we are live on, uh, excuse me, we're aired on KCAA. Um, And then... We're also on UK Health Radio all weekend long, four times every weekend. 
And so you can find us anywhere. You want to watch the show, you want to listen to the show, you want a podcast, you want a radio show, you want YouTube, you want Rumble. We're there for you. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram, so you can catch me there. And my website is robertmanny, M-A-N-N-I.com. I've got over 300 blog posts about life, love, and pursuit of happiness. Lots and lots of the topics we cover here on Guys Guys Radio. If you want to download three free chapters of my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love, you can do so at my website. And then you can pick up the book if you enjoy it. Physical copy or digital copy, wherever you buy your books, probably easiest to find on Amazon and the other e-tailers. Uh, but we're there for you. And if you enjoy the guests and the content I bring you each and every week to Guys Guys Radio, I ask you for one favor, follow us, review, rate, subscribe, particularly to our YouTube channel. We're doing our best to grow that quickly because it's new. And I thank you for that. I thank you for the support. I love doing a show. As I mentioned earlier, we're going to have a bunch of kind of relationship experts, most of them women that are going to be on the show over the next couple of weeks. So and uh, we had one last week also, Silka. So thank you so much for your support. I thank all the wonderful 700 plus, probably 750 plus guests I've interviewed now for the uh, 560 some odd shows we've done. I thank my wonderful producer, Chris. I thank Ryan, my strategy guy. And most of all, I thank you, my wonderful audience. We're gonna keep doing this every week for you. I've got a great lineup all summer long. So please stick with us on Guys Guys Radio. I love doing the show. I love bringing you information that hopefully you can use to make your life as good as that can be. So thank you. I'm going to see you next week. And until then, like I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first.